Hey folks, and welcome to Typology, the show on which we explore the human personality through the lens of the Enneagram. My name is Anthony Skinner, producer and co-host. So happy to have you here, folks. I'm thrilled we get to bring this particular podcast to you. Actually, it's a series of three podcasts. And let me give you a little background on this. A few years ago, when we were kind of in the depths of COVID, Ian and I took quite a bit of time and talked through the Enneagram and stress. And we actually went through each type, type one, two, three, all the types, and went through how each type deals with stress and some things you can do to mitigate stress, to be aware of your stress and how to handle it. We started thinking there's a lot going on right now in the world. People are feeling a lot of pressure. People are experiencing stress. And we thought no better time than to revisit the Enneagram and stress than right now. So here's what we're doing. We put together all of that work that we did and we're dividing them up into three sections, type one through type three, type four through type six, and type seven through type nine. So one, two, and three is today. The next podcast will be four, five, and six. And then the third podcast will be sevens, eights, and nines. You'll hear some references to COVID because we recorded this at a time when COVID was at its height. But really the point isn't COVID or what's going on in the world at any given time. The point is Enneagram and stress. How does each type deal with stress and some things we can do to mitigate and move through stress. So where you hear the COVID references, just apply them to whatever is going on right now. Makes sense. So glad that you're here today. Type ones, type twos, and type threes. Hey, glad you're here. That's it for me, Anthony Skinner. And now, without any further ado, here is the host of our show, Ian Crum. Hey, folks, as promised, we are doing a series of posts that'll be coming out. They're really all about how each number on the Enneagram can embody and realize its best expression of itself during this coronavirus madness. And of course, I've got my best pal, my um, my confrere. Ooh, there's a great <laughs> word. My confrere, Anthony Skinner, with me to help us on this journey. Ian Cron, how are you doing? I'm doing well, all considering. I'm glad we get to see each other, uh, and although we we are respecting the social distance here between us quite well. We are. I actually Googled to find out whether or not I could catch coronavirus from you on Zoom, and I'm happy to report that it's unlikely. I have a, a mesh screen over my uh, over my <laughs> my camera, so I'm, I'm really glad for that. <laughs> hey, so today we're talking about Our the ones, yeah, Enneagram perfectionist. Ones. Okay, so I've made a decision about Enneagram ones, the perfectionists. Yes. I'm no longer calling them the perfectionists. I'm calling them the improvers. A much better word. It is, you know, because that's really what they are. And like every gift, Enneagram ones, the improvers bring a lot to life's table in times of crisis. And these are uncertain times, are they not? Right. Yeah. So let's talk about the improvers at their best, and then we'll go to the shadow side. Okay. At, well, there's too many things to say about their good side. They're conscientious. They're self-sacrificing. They're prepared. They're organized, and, and they're a source of comfort and strength and reassurance in hard times. I mean, they're just solid, solid people. There are fewer types. There are a few types I'd rather have with me in a time of crisis than an Enneagram one. 
Yeah, agree. Awesome. That makes sense. Yep. So let's talk about um, some of the shadow side. Yeah, well, so the shadow side of ones, they really need to monitor and regulate, uh, particularly in difficult days like these, um, to prevent the unhealthy side of their personality uh, surfacing and taking over and making a mess of things. They should not beat themselves up when when they do make mistakes, you know, uh, in terms of being skillful with their personality. Mm. But, um, you know, uh, we all have to be on uh, to be vigilant, to learn how to have that inner witness that's watching what we're doing and making course corrections all the time. And the ones, uh, the improvers are good ones to take uh, your message to heart to have self-compassion on themselves um oh yes unconditional self-friendship you know that's my my that's my mantra i love it when you say that so uh the improvers might be feeling some stress during this season uh let's talk about some 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 of the behaviors they might default to um, yeah so around this time when, yeah totally when ones uh, feel stressed right they can repress their anger even more than normal and become rigid in their personality and uncompromising. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when that happens, they can become overly critical and judgmental and resentful when others don't conform to their high internal standards or when people don't heed their advice. And in these days when, you know, there's a lot happening, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of advice you could be giving all the time. Right. Right. And ones just need to remember that, you know, sometimes there's more than one right way to do things. Right. That's good. Um, Family members generally don't need to be asked, uh, you know, why aren't you following CDC guidelines uh, and protocols for washing your hands for 20 (laughs) seconds and social distancing at least six feet, you know, several times a day. It's once is enough. Right. (laughs) Now, I'm not trying to, to say that those aren't important things to do. Right, but sometimes ones take it upon themselves to be the people that um, uh, are making sure others are doing that. Right, to be the hall monitor. Yeah, exactly, and they have to be careful of that. That's a red flag. Okay, so you want some strategies for them? Yeah, let's talk about some strategies. Give a few tips for our people out there. All right, so ones on the enneagram. Here are some tips, survival tips for you to become your best self for others and yourself in these really uncertain times, okay? When you are stuck in the house and life slows down a little bit, the volume on the stream of negative self-commentary in your head can increase. The volume Mm. can go up. So here's this crazy thing, and you've heard me say this before, Anthony, and I swear to gosh it works. When this happens, I want you to take the words of your inner critic and I want you to write them down on a piece of paper. Right. And I've done this. I've done this with you can do this as a fear list. You can do this as a self, you know, a negative self commentary list. Right. So it may right. be I'm not a very good parent. I should have been more prepared for this. Right. You just write down as many of the voices going through your head right now as you possibly can. Right. And then I want you to sing them aloud to the tune of happy birthday. <laughs> So it could be like I love this. this. You know, I love this. I'm a lousy parent. I should have been more prepared. You know, uh, why aren't yeah. there, why aren't there more canned beans in the basement? You know, I mean, just you could. I it dismantles that thing. Yeah, I love it. You know what I'm saying because when you, one of the things that happens when you employ humor, 
with your fears or with your that stream of negative self-commentary, whatever your thing is. Like I tell sixes to do this with their fears. Like right. just write them down, sing them aloud. Because when you hear it out loud, it starts to become funny and, and it starts to, the, the negative voices start to loosen their grip and you realize, oh, this is yeah. kind of silly. It loses its power. I love that. How about a, a second tip? Okay. When you feel overwrought, right? My favorite words of advice from the Buddhist teacher, Thich Nhat Hanh. Have you ever read Thich Nhat Hanh? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. So brilliant. Um, he has this great quote. Smile, period. Breathe, period. Go slowly, period. That's good. Smile, breathe. Go slowly. Because here's the deal. <laughs> Ones don't know how to stop. They're always working. There are always too many things to perfect. There are too many things to improve. Mm. I just call them perfectionists. I meant improvers. Sorry. So improvers are always wanting to improve things. And there are so many things to improve that they never take time to smile, breathe, and go slowly. That's good. So Number that's three? Number three. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, no. It's fine. Tell others... This is big for, 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 for ones. Tell others you're sorry when you act out inappropriately. So um, share how you're struggling personally with those that you love, right? I, like, like vulnerability for ones is a really important theme, right? Like they, they're not, ones just are not typically very vulnerable with other people with their struggles, right? Mm. And I think it could really help them get along with the folks that they're hunkered down with, right? Hey, this is what I'm struggling with. You know, I'm struggling with my negative self-commentary right now. I'm struggling with my, my I'm being over-controlling right now. Um, I feel really anxious right now and that I should be doing something, but I don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? And when you do that, oxygen comes back into the room. Absolutely. I think it's really helpful when, when you're vulnerable like that, it activates compassion in others and empathy and compassion in others. So. Yeah. And it reestablishes connection. Yeah. Because vulnerability is the currency of relationship. Hey, these are great tips for ones, the improvers. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing more of this with you. We're going to go through all nine numbers. Yeah. Posts on all nine numbers and how they can be their best during this coronavirus surreal madness Ian I love you and I'm so grateful for uh, you know your words of wisdom uh, that you shared today and that you're going to be sharing in the future Uh, you're a beautiful man and uh, glad to be in this journey with you man likewise we'll see you soon Hey, everybody, if you've been listening to Typology very long, you know that I am a huge believer in the intensive counseling programs at Restoring the Soul in Denver, Colorado. So I am super excited to tell you that now through the end of 2023, Restoring the Soul is offering special discounts to Typology listeners. Woo-hoo! So if you are at a place in your life where you are really wanting to press into those challenging personal or relational issues that keep you from the 
life you want to be living. Listen to me. If you are in a season where personal or relational brokenness is weighing you down, now is the perfect time to contact Restoring the Soul. My longtime friend, and I'm talking 35 years, friends, Michael Cusick and his team of world-class therapists have created an intensive counseling process where you don't have to wait months or even years to find the personal or relational healing you need. Instead, you meet with them in half-day blocks over one or two weeks so you can get unstuck from the place you are to where you want to be. Now, Anthony, you have done one of these intensives with Michael Cusick and Restoring the Soul, right? Oh, man, I have. I love Michael. I got to be with him for a week. For me, he is like a counselor meets spiritual director, and I would say he has razor-sharp perception, and he uncovered some things for me that were life-changing. Mm, I love that. So tell people about this incredible offer. Yeah, this is great. So right now, there's a special offer for Typology listeners only. Restoring the Soul is offering $1,000 off any counseling intensive that is booked before the end of the year and $2,000 off the regular price if you book and attend a counseling intensive in 2023. No. Yes. All right, so that's $1,000 off any intensive that's booked before the end of the year Mm -hmm. and $2,000 if you attend one of their programs in 2023. Yes, amazing. That's a huge break. That is a huge, huge break. So listen, friends, take advantage of this amazing opportunity by contacting Restoring the Soul at www.RestoringTheSoul.com. That's www.RestoringTheSoul.com. Ian Cron and Percy, how are you, Percy? Oh man, Percy's good. You know, Percy is my my just my reminder that the universe is essentially a place where love rules. Oh, that's sweet. Look at this guy. Any some? Uh, he's loving like the position that you have him in too. He doesn't want to get down. I can he tell. He doesn't, but we're going to let him down. But he's he's the perfect introduction <laughs> to talking about what number on the enneagram today. The twos, the helpers, the helpers, the lovers, right? Yes. Tell us about the twos. Man, this is the second installment in this series of posts about how we can be our best selves in the middle of the coronavirus crisis. And um, man, do we need some twos, right? Oh, man, definitely. Wow, man, we need the helpers. Helpers are pretty extraordinary. You know this. They're innately warm. They're uh, generous. They're self-sacrificing. They're they're they're. People who are super attuned to the feelings of others and know how to address people's needs in a way that can can be really, really wonderful, right? Right, really, really, right. Really great. Um, and uh, but you know we got struggles as twos too, right? Yes. So uh, one of the things I was going to ask you is during this time, I'm guessing that twos are going to be feeling a lot of pressure to help and to be helpers. So what are some things that they can watch for? Yeah. So when a two lacks self-awareness or they're not very skillful, right? Mm -hmm. They will begin to try and gain um, approval from others through calculated acts of service. Okay. And that is an unhealthy two's attempt to win emotional support without having to come right out and ask for it. Mm, You see that? Yeah. And that rarely ends well. Yeah. So 
what are some things maybe give us, uh, again, uh, you've been helpful over these uh, uh, last week and the weeks ahead. Uh, we're going to be talking about tips for each number, what some things that they can be watching for to be uh, more skillful um, twos or threes or fours. So what are some things that twos can be aware of? Yeah, man. So, so here are some tips. One would be respect other people's boundaries. Okay. okay. So not everyone sequestered in your home wants you to cook them a big breakfast every morning, right? <laughs> um, they don't want you necessarily to organize their sock drawer and tell them afterwards, right? Right, they, right. they don't want you to organize a Monopoly game so everyone can be together in the same room doing something at the same time, right? Right. Um, now, this re- requires that you practice discernment, right? And that mm. takes time and energy, but it's really important for twos to ask themselves this. When the urge to help arises, they need to ask themselves, is this act of helping that I want to perform right now a selfless act or a strategy to win approval and appreciation and the emotional support of others without having to come right out and ask for it? That is a great question. That's a great question. Um, Okay. What about another one? Another tip? So as unnatural uh, and uncomfortable as it may feel, twos uh, need to practice telling others what they need, mm. right? So what you don't want to do right now, if you're at home with people uh, like playing the um, I'm fine, uh, how, how can I help you game? Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm fine. Is there anything I can do for you game? Um, you might be surprised, Tunes, to find out that when you come right out and directly ask for what you want and need, how responsive people will be, how grateful they will be that, you know, that you're connecting with them at that level, right? I think that's a, yeah, and that's a, to me, that's a great practice for every number during this time. I mean, it's just something to highlight, to express like what you need, what you feel, uh, as everybody's kind of shut in and in each other's space, you know, that's totally. a, that's a great one. I love that. How about number three? Um, spend one hour in solitude every day. Wow. Okay. Now that's going to be hell for two. It's going to be a challenge. Yeah. It's going to be a challenge for lots of them. Um, typically this is important. Helpers suffer from an addiction to relationships. Okay. Now twos, threes and fours all have issues and struggles around identity. Right. So to bolster their fragile sense of identity, twos compulsively want to connect and spend as much time with others as possible. Mm. And that includes on the phone, by the way. So it's not just, you know, uh, physically present. It could also be over the phone, FaceTime, whatever. They just want to connect, connect relationships, relationships. Right. Yeah. Spending regular time in solitude can gradually dispel the myth that twos have no identity apart from their relationships with other people. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. That's a good practice to go out on. Uh, maybe one more question. What are, um, what are some things that you could tell us that um, self-aware twos embody during, during this time? What are some good things for them to be aware of? Yeah. Well, you know that I believe that every number on the Enneagram embodies some characteristic uh, 
of the nature of God. Some, mm-hmm. in some way, they radiate or or manifest um, the character of God in a particularly unique way. And for twos, you know what? They embody the love of God. However, mm-hmm. they need to remember that the love of God comes without a hidden agenda or conditions. That's good. That the the love of God comes um, in a radically self-donating way. Wow. Right? And that's the kind of love we need in the world right now. We need love that is not trying to get um, other people to organize their lives around a satisfying our agendas, right? Mm. We want our egos to... Um, we want to reduce the swelling on our ego so that it's right-sized and we're able to see what we're doing in the moment, make the right adjustments, and love other people in as pure a way as we possibly can. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a good way to go out. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to be talking about how threes can embody their best selves too. Awesome. Good to be with you all. Good to be with you all. It's good to be with you, Anthony. Don't forget. Good to be with you. Everybody keep doing things, okay? Doing things. See you, See you later. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this series of posts, uh, taking a look at how each Enneagram type can be its best self, its most integrated, um, highest expression of itself in the world during these really uncertain times with mm. this coronavirus thing. I'm joined by my good friend, Anthony Skinner. Ian Cron, how are you doing? You know, man, I'm doing okay today. I'm feeling kind of sad because I see that you are in the Typology Studios and I am here at home. I know. Not not in your presence. I know. I'm missing you here. Well, Missing having you here. I'm sending you a Zoom hug. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was... (laughs) Today we're talking about... Enneagram threes. Yeah, the performers, man. Yes. We want to help them be skillful in their personality type during this tough time, right? So, yes. Wonderful human beings. Um, some of my closest friends, as you know, are, are threes. In good times and bad, they're inspiring, they're motivating, they can be patient, inner directed, uh, authentic, and attuned to their own feelings and the feelings of others. And that's when they're in a good space, and we need you to be in that space and shine, particularly if you're sequestered in the house, working from home, kids running around, who knows what else. So yes. Three, you know, be online. Yeah. Let's talk about um, threes, uh, just to help identify threes that maybe lose self-awareness during this time, if they get yeah. become too stressed. Yeah, so when, when, when threes become uh, too stressed, um, which is kind of understandable in the current environment, right? Right. They can lose those great qualities and become unreasonably demanding of others and themselves, um, emotionally detached, uh, abrupt, and even more um, hyper-focused on productivity and, and working and hitting goals, right? Mm. More, yeah. more than normal. More okay? so than normal. More so than normal. Yeah. Well, what are some tips um, to help kind of curb or cut some of these self-defeating behaviors? Okay, threes, are you ready? Put this on your to-do list. I got three things to put on your to-do list. Here it comes. All right. Number one, threes are innately built to thrive and lead in these times, okay? Because 
they are remarkably um, adaptive and they can easily change to accommodate new conditions, okay, and environments. So okay. when, when you're re- working remotely from home, I was just talking to a three the other day that, like many of us, is working remotely from home. It's important to remember that some of the people that you work with or who work for you are not as adaptable and able to adjust to new circumstances like you are, mm, right? That's good. They, other people, are presently, you know, trying to navigate uncharted waters, and it's more difficult for them than it is for threes, right? Like I said earlier, balancing kids and work, uh, worried about finances, uh, wondering if you're going to have a job, um, basic anxiety. How about loneliness, you know? Mm -hmm. Loneliness. So threes have to remember that lots of the folks they work with or who work for them may not be able to perform at the level they've previously come to expect from them, right? So they need to be patient. Okay. Um, they need to be tender. They, they need to ask how people are feeling before they ask them how they're doing. That's or good. What, or, or what, what they're, they're doing. doing, right? Yeah. They need to value people over productivity right now, okay? And, and most of all, they need to extend grace to themselves and to others, right? Sometimes for a stress three, this stuff doesn't come naturally, mm-hmm. right? They're in mode, man. And when your personality is in mode in automatic pilot, that's where a three is going to go. They need to work on that. I, I love just the idea of like taking in a few of these things, you know, for the three, writing them down on a little card. If they're about to make a phone call, just remember, start the conversation with, you know, how are you? What's going on with you before... The bottom line, you know. Yes. Yeah. People over productivity. That should yes. be a mantra right now. How about yeah. a number two? Second tip. Yeah. So every number, you know, <laughs> has a basic addiction. You know what I'm saying? Like ones uh, have an addiction to improving um, themselves, others, and the environment. Uh, twos have an addiction uh, to needing to be needed. Okay. It's, these are compulsions that are really kind of built into our, they're kind of hardwired into us as little people. Mm-hmm. So, Threes have an addiction to productivity and overworking, and it can run riot, particularly when you're working from home. Okay? Why? There's nothing to stop you. Wow. Right? Like normally, if you work in an office setting, right, there are natural built-in breaks to the day, like going out for lunch or running into colleagues in the hallway and having a conversation that takes 15 or 20 minutes, right? Uh, decompressing on the on the commute home in the car listening to a you know what i'm saying like right there are no like like threes can when they're working at home right remotely they can get up at six o'clock and not get up from their desk until six o'clock right they they're not taking breaks to go to the gym they can't go to the gym right right so what i want uh threes to do is structure their day in such a way that it includes non-goal-oriented activities. Okay. Non-goal-oriented activities, like reading for pleasure, sitting down and listening to a podcast that's non-work-related, okay? Just a podcast they enjoy. Um, Read a book aloud with your partner, you know, for an hour a day. Take a run, go for a walk, 
sort of build these sort of breaks into the day so that you just don't go into manic work mode. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's important for us to not let our personalities take over and that's how it'll show up in the life of the three. That's good. Number three. Okay. So this is similar to what I said to ones, but you know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit of a different, um, flavor in the fabric. Okay. Okay. It's really important for threes to share their fears, their struggles and their failures in their lives about what's happening in their lives uh, with their family and their colleagues. Okay. Like that's what great leadership involves, right? Is knowing how to share vulnerability in an appropriate way. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Brene Brown, right? Mm -hmm. Right. She has a great quote. She says, vulnerability as a resource in leadership can impact the entire culture and creativity of a team. It can increase output. It can create a place for courage and is a strength that should be harnessed. Wow. Now that's great advice for, again, for every type, but particularly for threes. Like, because here's the deal with threes. Threes can often be personable, but not personal. So they have a lot of uh, social skills. You feel like you're really connecting, but it's because they're personable, but they're not telling you anything personal. And because you said that quote, uh, maybe distinguish the difference between uh, transparency and vulnerability. Oh, that's a, that's a really, that's a really good one. Um, yeah. So uh, transparency, it looks like vulnerability, but it's not. Right. Right. Sometimes transparency can be very inauthentic, you know, uh, whereas vulnerability, you'll know you're being vulnerable when there's fear in your chest. That's good. You know what I'm saying? People yeah. are like, like sometimes I see pastors being transparent, telling things about themselves. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you can just sort of tell they're just showing you parts of themselves that are acceptable. You know right. what I mean? Right, right. Maybe deeper than usual, but acceptable. Vulnerability is when you feel that fear in your chest. And uh, that's what threes need to share with the people they work with, the people they live with. Because that's called authenticity, and it's the, an, it's the antidote to their cardinal passion, which is self-deceit. That is a great uh, word to go out on for Enneagram 3s. Love them. Love it, yeah. So, what's, hey, so, so good to be doing this with you. Yeah, and what's next? Fours. <laughs> we know yes. a little something about that. We know a little something about four. So uh, on the next post about how to be your best self in this time of crisis, uh, you better be listening to fours because it is the most superior number on the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is. Yeah. Anthony, I love you, bro. Love you. Good to be with you. Talk soon. Hey, folks, again, hope you enjoyed this program on the Enneagram and stress, specifically with type 1s, type 2s, and type 3s. Stay tuned for Enneagram and stress next week for type 4s, type 5s, and type 6s. Hope you all have a great week. See ya.